0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to a brand new podcast I like to call This and That, a podcast where we talk about anything and everything going on around the world. What's going on in the news, what's going on in sports, what's going on in politics, what's going on in juicy gossip drama and all that, you know, that's stuff I'll be talking about. But uh, what do we got on tap for today's episode? Well, ooh boy. We got a good one, we'll be talking a little bit of sports, and we'll be talking a little bit of Trump, and we'll be talking a little bit of some cannabis as well, but ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, let's take a sip of water, Mm. Ah, H2O, and let's get into this, so let us start in the beautiful world that is sports, And let's begin with the Mookie Betts trade. As we all know, the Red Sox uh they've been kind of you know, they, they 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 don't really know what the hell to do with Mookie Betts right now. Um so they decided to trade him. You know, the guy basically wanted to sign for big Ching 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 ling dang dang, and the Sox just weren't willing to dish that out, you know. And, and, and I get it, you know. Mookie Betts, he's an elite talent, he's a great player, but <clears throat> excuse me. Blah. But let's take a look at this trade. What 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 do we have in the deal? Who oh boy? <clears throat> well, this is a three-team trade, and the Red Sox will be giving up. Mookie Betts, David Price, in cash to the Dodgers. And the Dodgers are giving them <clears throat> outfielder Alex Verdugo, right-handed pitcher, and I think this is the Twins giving this? Yeah, this is the Twins. Dodgers gave us Alex Verdugo, and then the Twins gave us right-handed relief pitcher Brusdar, Brish, Gastral? I probably butchered that fucking name. But he's MLB Pipeline's number 83 prospect from Minnesota. And the Twins aren't getting anything from the Sox, but they're getting a right-handed pitcher in Quinta Mieda. What is that? Mieda? I don't freaking know. But... Basically, the Twins are getting a pitcher. Red Sox are getting a replacement outfielder for Mookie Betts, I guess, and Alex Verdugo. And they're getting a right-handed pitcher from the Twins and Bersard DeGastral. Whatever the hell his name is. Whew. But, honestly, I think, <clears throat> excuse me, the Sox can get more. And... I do hear that they're holding up this trade because I guess the pitcher from the Twins failed his physical, so I guess they're going to try to take advantage of this and get more out of it. Which, hell yeah, if that's what you're able to do, then go for it, man. Squeeze more out of this deal, you know? Alex Verdugo is a good player, but if... You know, we can squeeze more out of it from Minnesota than hell, you know? But shit, I wanted to see David Price pitch live. That sucks. And I'm not going to get to see David Price pitch live. Oh, man. Well, shit, thank you for your time here in Boston, David. We appreciate it. Shit, didn't he get a ring? I think he did. Yeah, David, yeah. Price has a ring. Yeah, he's got our he's got one with us from 2018, but I don't think he's got the 2000, you no, no. He don't have the 2013 one, but he's got 2018 one. So fuck yeah. Price, you got a ring? Fuck yeah. <clears throat> Wait, did Price get a ring before he went to the Sox? I don't think so. <clears throat> I could be wrong, but but I th- I don't think Price won a ring before he came to the Sox, but And I do apologize if I keep clearing my damn throat. I'm a little phlegmy. Hold on. Mid-podcast phlegm. Yike. Yike. That's a new word, apparently. Yike. But yeah. Obviously, the Sox, they're going to try to squeeze out some more out of this deal. So we'll see what happens with that. But moving on. To uh more Red Sox talk. <clears throat> is there a new Red Sox manager? This is uh all coming from MLB.com, by the way. Um but I guess the Red Sox are planning to tab Roy Nicky for the manager job. Who the hell is this guy? Ron Ro Nikki. Ron Ronicki. Who the hell is this guy? Let me, let me, let me look this guy up. Hold on. Let me look this guy up here. Who is this? My internet will work with me. Oh, here we go. Ronald John Rahiki is an American, former professional baseball player and manager. He's the current. Oh, so he's our bench coach. Okay, so he's our bench coach. Alex Cora honestly wasn't wasn't that bad of a manager. I I mean, I understand why we fired him, but I mean, if this guy is good, what is his what is his record as a manager? Let's see. Managerial record 342 and 331. Okay. That I mean, that's not bad at all. It's a decent record. <clears throat> you can tell he's had some experience. Fuck okay, yeah, we'll take a guy with experience, but... Well, we'll see here, you know. I guess, uh, Mark... Holy last names that I cannot goddamn pronounce. Holy last names, man. Mark Fin... stand Yeah, we'll go with that. Sources confirm the Red Sox interviewed John Gibbons for their managerial vacancy earlier this week, and that's according to Mark Finn. Stand whatever the hell his name in on Twitter. Uh, and then, of course, we have this Rojas guy that's with ESPN. Uh He tweets out, Source Lewis Yurita to interview with the Red Sox. D- these last names, I'm telling you, bro. I'm butchering last names left and right. <clears throat> I'm like a butchering, butchering names. But... We'll have to see who the Sox can pick up as manager. I can't wait to see. I hope it's someone good. That's all I know. It's, I and I hope we can continue the trend of uh managers winning us a World Series their first year. But uh we'll we'll have to see. We'll have to see what the Sox can come up with here. Who knows? All right, ladies and gentlemen, now let's jump on to world news. As we all know, the good old president of the United States was impeached. Then, of course, the crusty old Senate decided to side with Donald Trump and acquit him. Meaning he is not kicked out of office for breaking the law. And yes, I'm gonna say it. He broke the law. Obviously obstructed justice. And like Nancy Pelosi said, no one is above the law. And obviously Donald Trump thinks he's above the law. And he's obviously abusing his power as well. But. The crusty old Senate and Moscow Mitch have decided to keep Trump in office and whoo, the State of the Union address was held. <laughs> oh boy. <clears throat> Let's talk about that, shall we? I'm, I'm going to read a paragraph here from an article from politifact.com. Before he spoke, Trump ignored an extended hand from Democratic Ho- Oh, 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 oh. So, I looked at this. Um, I guess, apparently, Trump turned around. I-, I looked at it. It looked- To me, it looked like just Trump turned around as Nancy was going to offer him a handshake. But a lot of the media outlets are fucking saying, Oh, oh, Trump denied Nancy a handshake. Trump denied Nancy a handshake. You know, I- I looked at it and it looked like he turned around too early but then again I only saw the clip like once or twice so I'd have to go back and look at it but again the media I guess apparently is saying that if Nancy got denied by Trump for a handshake i I, I don't know I'll have to I'll have to touch more up on into that but uh after the uh State of the Union, apparently Pelosi ripped up a copy of his speech. There were other cheers and jeers, with Republicans shouting four more- Oh my god. <laughs> oh god. Okay, here we go. With Republicans shouting four more years! And Democrats yelling at Trump to pass their bill on drug prices. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> this sounds like a circus. Whoo! You get a, you get a, you get a good show at the end of the state of the union, apparently there. (laughs) Oh, that's good. Republicans. Oh, oh, now, now, now I'm tempted to, uh, after this, watch the state of the union address Republicans yelling for more years. Yeah. Okay. And Democrats yelling at Trump to pass their bill on drug prices who oh. well it sounds like that 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 was uh that was a circus <laughs> but uh I want to touch base on <clears throat> something he uh, said about our military he said our our military is completely rebuilt." It is it is rebuilt. But um, um I'm getting all this from PolitiFact.com. I'm trying not to trying my best not to select sites that Trump puppets call liberal and all that, you know. PolitiFact is the best site that I know, so we'll we'll go with it. But this is from Bill McCarthy. Uh <clears throat> and apparently Trump said that Our military is completely rebuilt, which on the PolitiFact article, it says this hasn't happened. The Trump administration has increased military spending, but the rebuilding the military would require new equipment that can take years to build and develop, which is true. And if I'm not mistaken, back in the Obama years, uh... They did a news report about the military bunkers and I guess they showed inside of what the bunkers looked like and it was, everything was old, everything was outdated. It was disgusting in there. It was harsh. But, I mean, I, I, that's true. It would take years to develop new stuff. It would take lots of time and obviously lots of money as well. You know, but the article goes on to say only a portion of the Trump administration's military spending has gone towards what would be considered a rebuild under any reasonable definition of the term. The administration's spending has helped make troops and equipment more ready for combat, said Michael O O'Hanlon, a senior fellow. In foreign policy at the Brookings Institute. But overall, Trump's claim of a total rebuild is hyperbole. And I guess O'Hara told them most weapons are the same as before. There is more. I cannot read worth crap tonight more continuity than change in defense policy from Obama to Trump. Yeah, see. <clears throat> as a democrat myself, I'm going to admit Obama really didn't do too much to help out with the military because again, you'd you'd have to look it up, but there's a uh a, a video. I, I don't know. I I don't really remember it. It's it, it, I I don't I don't know, but I think there's a video out there showing inside the U.S. military bases and all the old outdated technology. I think it was an NBC News report or something. I don't know. I I, I have to go look it up. But... It's an interesting video. But he touched up on the military. And he I guess he claims that it's completely rebuilt. But... Oh, here's a good one. Economy. He goes on to say, after decades of flat and failing incomes, wages are rising fast and wonderfully. And they are rising faster for low-income workers and who have seen a 16% pay increase since my election. This is a blue-collar boom which actually is half true. According to the PolitiFact article here, this is half true. Looking at the change in weekly earnings since 2016, the bottom 10 saw a 14.6% raised compared with a 13.5% for the top earners. But looking at the change from year to year, in 2017 and 2019, earnings for the top 10% grew faster for the lowest wage earners trump's statement was true for one out of his three years in office so he wasn't completely true but he was kind of true on that one but there are two key problems with using weekly earnings to compare the lowest to highest groups right the government survey executes excuse me the government survey excludes the self-employed and at the High end, that means lawyers, engineer, and other well-paid pos- Could you try again? I didn't ask you! I don't know what that means. If- no one cares. <laughs> I don't care, I'm keeping that in there. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Siri. No, I don't want you. But like I was saying, the government survey excludes the self-employed and at a at the high end, that means lawyers, engineers, and well other well-paid positions. Their income doesn't show up. In addition, the survey doesn't count earnings over $150,000. Someone making $250,000 would be earning Excuse me. Would be entered as earning one hundred and forty-nine thousand nine hundred and ninety-nine dollars. That means the high-end number in the data artificially low. John Greenberg. Boom. Facts. But honestly, mostly some of these some of these statements are true. But here's here's one where he lied. He, 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 he's, I'm sorry, Trump supporters, but yeah, there were a lot of lies in that, in that state of the union. Again, I didn't watch it, but I've watched little recap videos, but he then stated historic and record setting tax cuts, which is completely wrong. It's false. That's a lie. In inflation-adjusted dollars, the recent tax bill is the fourth largest since 1940, and as a percentage of the GDP, it ranks seventh. Lucas Jacobson, PolitiFact. So yeah, he's, he's not completely right on that, exactly. And honestly, the only tax cuts he's made is for his rich buddies up in the top 1%. He honestly hasn't made any tax cuts for... The people down in the lower percent here you know he's only paid attention to the people in the top one percent so and let's see here since my election we have created seven million new jobs now this is accurate though he breaks though he breaks the seven million barrier by counting two months of obama's presidency there you go taking credit for obama's work like he's taking credit you know that you know that you know that booming economy that we have going right now you know that you know that booming economy that we have going that's because of obama all right and of course he's taking credit for obama's success obviously because it's all about him but of course during his own presidency the number of non-farm jobs rose from almost 146 million in january 2017 to over a little over 152 million in December in 2019 which is an increase of almost 6.7 million directly on Trump's watch which is not bad no president deserves all the credit for the job gains, or all the blame for job losses such as factors business patterns technological change and international economic climate can play major roles as well Lucas John. Lucas Jacobson, excuse me, PolitiFact. So, as you can see, he's he's stated some correct things and he stated some incorrect things. I'm looking through this article some more here. Uh, I mean, oh, here we go. Here we go. Here's here's one. America has now gained 12,000 new factories under my administration. This leaves out some important context. We all know Trump. The number of manufacturing jobs for production and non-supervisory workers fell by 12,000 last year. It is one thing to see the number of plants and mills grow, but that doesn't automatically mean that the number of jobs will also increase, which is true. Also, the growing number of manufacturing facilities has been underway for many years. And of course, then it goes on to show a chart going back from all the way in 2009, which, again, is in the Obama years, taking credit for Obama's work. Let's see. In 2009, a six-month average, 2009, 352,790, And of course, in 2019... 2019. The six-month average is two, 354,902, but of course, in 2013, it dropped to 300 to 333,876. So, yes, I'm going to give it to Trump. There, he has created jobs in certain areas. But here's a here. Okay, Trump supporters, you know what? Let me let me be nice to him. Okay, here's something he told the truth on. This is something that's accurate from Trump. Something true. Something accurate. By the way, if you don't, if you guys want to know what that noise is, that was my uh, pen falling. But uh, here's something that's accurate. The unemployment rate for women has reached the lowest level in almost 70 years, which is accurate. That is true. The current unemployment rate for women is 3.5%. The last time it was lower than that, 3.4%, was in September 1953, which was more than 66 years ago. The women's unemployment rate began falling under Obama, not only under Trump. Again, Trump taking credit for Obama's work. So a little bit of it is true and a little bit of is it, excuse me, a little bit of is it a little bit wow, I can talk. I'm keeping all this in, by the way, I don't give a shit, but a little bit of it is true and a little bit of it is him taking credit for Obama's work, which we all know he hates Obama, but overall, eh, I, like I said, I really didn't watch the, uh, Watch the, um, State of the Union, but, nah. I, I, by the, by the sounds of it at the end, it sounded like a circus, but. (laughs) Anyways. So, the Senate keeps Trump in office. Great. Woohoo. Oh, and also, uh, Rush Limbaugh. Oh boy, a guy who loves to ride Trump's dick was awarded the Medal of Freedom. I think it's, yeah, the Medal of Freedom, which honestly, he has done nothing to deserve it, you know, other than spew right wing BS and propaganda. You know, honestly, name one thing to me that he has done to deserve the Medal of Freedom. He hasn't. And I'm going to admit, back in the day, I used to be a Trump supporter. When we were first electing him in office, I I supported Trump. But then, the reason why I don't support Trump anymore is because I looked into him. I researched him. I saw what he was all about. I looked through him. You know? (laughs) He's not who we think he is. You know? He's a fraud, but you know, that's, 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 that's just that, you know, Trump's equated, you know, because apparently the Senate thinks it's okay to act above the law. And apparently the Senate thinks it's okay to, you know, abuse power, but Hey, what are are we going to do? You know, what the fuck are we going to do? But anyways, (laughs) enough about that. Let's move on to some cannabis talk, shall we? Uh, And more specifically, Florida cannabis talk. Uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has no intentions of legalizing recreational marijuana anytime soon, which is stupid. It's idiotic. And you want to know why. Because you know how many jobs. Recreational cannabis. Alone can create. Let's take a look here at. uh, How many jobs. Medical cannabis has created here in Florida. Because it has created quite of a lot. According to Leafly. Total jobs supported by cannabis. 14,502. And that's medical marijuana alone it's already created 14,000 jobs i know massachusetts has recently went recreational let's take a look here 3 million in sales in one week it is so early in the life of the full massachusetts adult use cannabis market that it's hard to say exactly how big it is which that's true you know it's so early on in their life cycle and as a Massachusetts resident myself, I can tell you that the prices are quite hefty for some of the dispensaries. I've I've been to one dispensary, InSA, in East Hampton, Massachusetts, and the prices are they're a little bit unreasonable. I mean sixty dollars for a gram of shatter wax yeah, $60 for a gram of shatter and wax. But I mean, hell, they're they're making money. They're they're making some big time profit and the amount of jobs it's created in Massachusetts is is unbelievable. And if you think about it, the amount of jobs it can create here in Florida with <laughs> It's unbelievable, you know? But obviously, Governor Ron DeSantis doesn't want anything to do with it. And this is an article from WCTV. Um, this is uh, what Governor DeSantis said about cannabis. He, he said, quote, Not while I'm governor, DeSantis said. I mean, look, what it has... I mean, look what it has introduced with teenagers and young people. Okay, but what about people over the age of 21? What about people who are an adult? It's it's called adult use cannabis for a reason, not child use cannabis. But of course, I do understand, you know, unless they're a medical patient, you know, if they're under the age of 18, you know, and, and unless they're a medical patient you know that that i understand but what 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 about the young people you know what what, what about them it, you, you know it, it's just the the thing is is he's uneducated he, he he's he's a boomer <laughs> is that what kids nowadays are calling the old people boomers well that's what DeSantis is, he's, he's stuck in the old days, you know, stuck in the days of thinking marijuana was bad and all that, but nah, man, come on, it's done so much for other States. I mean, <sighs> It's created over twenty-two thousand jobs in Michigan. Let's see, a potential three billion in annual sales. Again, this is all according to Leafly. Michigan is a bit of a conundrum because the state regulatory the state regulatory system remains in flux. Adult use licenses and retail. S- sales are coming in in 2020, not 2019. Sorry. The law only requires state regulations to have business applications available by December 6th, 2019 with no exploit, exploit, whatever. I can't read deadline for processing. Once the state builds out its full licensed retail industry, Michigan could reach $3 billion in annual fucking sales. Do you hear this, Ron DeSantis? Let me repeat that again. Michigan could reach $3 billion in annual sales. Yeah. (laughs) But that's a few years away. For now, we're estimating... It as a seven. Excuse me, an eight hundred and seventy million dollar market, which still that's still very freaking good. That's almost a billion dollars right there. That's still very good. But again, Ron DeSantis wants nothing to do with it. Here, let's take a look at a uh, another big state, Washington. Washington, listen to this shit. Total jobs supported by cannabis: forty-seven thousand twenty-eight. My good buddy Fat Rob lives in uh, Washington and the prices for oil are not that bad. Some grams are $10, some grams are 15 but the dispensaries are awesome up in Washington, I hear. They, the prices are pretty reasonable compared to here in Florida and in Massachusetts. I, I ordered an 8th. For 50 bucks from a company called Trueleave here in Florida, yeah, it wasn't worth $50. See, that's that's the problem with having uneducated government people in office is they're just going to try to jack up the price and rob you of your hard-earned motherfucking money. But Washington, estimated $1.735 billion market. <laughs> yeah. We're talking billions with medical and recreational marijuana. We're talking big bucks. Let's take a look at one more state. Another big state. California. We'll, we'll take a look at two more states actually. California and Colorado. California. 2.47 in sales in 2018. 2.47 billion. 2.47 billion. Excuse me. In sales in 2018. Well, that's because California is a big state. 66,951 total jobs supported by cannabis. Like. Yo, Ron. You hear them number of jobs? And Florida's a pretty good sized state. Florida probably could... Could uh probably rake in a couple another a couple thousand more jobs. I, I'd say probably another fifteen to twenty thousand jobs by making cannabis recreational. Because if you think about it, a lot of cannabis shops are gonna open recreationally. And that's going to create more jobs But no Governor Ron DeSantis is obviously too blind To see that You know But Listening to these numbers alone You know Listening to these numbers It's like Come on The amount of Revenue, the amount of jobs Recreational cannabis could bring to Florida The amount of jobs and the amount of revenue Recreational cannabis could bring to this whole country Is unbelievable It could bring billions upon billions of dollars And millions upon millions Maybe even billions upon billions of jobs But again, we have politicians who are too Too blind And too stuck in the past to see what cannabis can do for this country. You know? And it sucks. It honestly sucks. Because the benefits that it brings people is overwhelming. People, do your research. Come on. Look this shit up. It's not hard. I even shared a video on my uh, Facebook, on my personal Facebook page. I may uh, try to start posting to my uh, regular Facebook page, my Boston 3233 Facebook page. Also, if you want to subscribe to me on YouTube, Boston 3233, uh, I may even post these podcasts on my second channel, Boston 3233, so keep an eye out for that, but honestly... Holy smokes. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. That's it for this episode for now. Uh, A little bit of a short and sweet first episode, but, you know, I'm just getting used to this. Don't worry. Episodes may be longer in the future, but, I mean, I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, don't judge me too hard. Don't slam me too hard, you know. Uh, I'm new to the podcast game, so... uh, I'm not too familiar with this scene yet. I'll I'll get used to it. I'm too used to sitting in front of a camera and talking like that. So, I'll get used to the audio game, but... Maybe if I can build this podcast up a little bit, get a little bit of a following, I'll, uh... I hit my wrist on the table. I'll, uh... I'll maybe do like a a video version of the podcast and like record my face. I'll still put the audio version here on Podbean and don't worry, I'm going to try to get it up on iTunes as well. But I'm working things out, getting things going, but uh, I don't know. I may or may not post the uh, full podcast up on my second channel, Boston 32332. But uh, we'll see. But ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I hope you all enjoyed My first ever podcast. Uh, And there will be more to come soon. So anyways. I will. Guess hear you. Excuse me. I will guess hear you all in the next one. (laughs) I don't know. But I'll see you all next time. Peace.